Hello and welcome to I Spit On Your Grades, the body horror results show. I hope you're all very well out there. I am joined as always by my co-host, Faye. Hello. Mercer. Bonsoir. Mercer is a little bit under the weather, everyone at home. So if anyone could be nice to him and just send chicken soup or any other kinds of soup. Don't even worry about knowing his address. Just bung him in the mail. <laughs> I'll appreciate all the love and support. Thank you, guys. So we watched. We've watched all our body horror. We discussed them last week. Mm-hmm. We've tallied up our voting. Before we talk about our own picks, let's have a quick chat about some shorts we've been watching this week, body horror related. Yeah, we uh, we thought it went so well last time with uh, talking about the shorts that we decided we wanted the results show to be a platform for shorts you might not have seen. And um, it also gave us a golden opportunity to mention the work of one of our dear friends, Andy Stewart. Um, he does some incredible shorts in the body horror genre, disgustingly graphic <laughs> like to the point where people retch um so yeah we we recently uh visited revisited sorry dysmorphia and ink we did both both very good as you say very 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 gruesome that i'll look at your face all day so that's nothing <laughs> i i've seen all of andy's shorts uh, i love andy's work um I remember Dysmorphia, I tried to get my other half to watch with me. Um, <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> it didn't go very well. We got as far as, um, we didn't even get to actually any cutting. We got to the idea that um, there was going to be some body mutilation. And he was like, turn it off, I can't do this, turn it off. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, nothing's even happened yet. Um, but he's, he's not very good with stuff like that. But to be fair, it is fucking gross, mm. isn't it? It really is. Yeah. As far as... I, I, I don't know what Andy's budgets were, but, you know, I can't imagine they were that much, <laughs> to be fair. Like, you know, he's not a mass film producer, especially, like, for um, Dysmorphia. Um, like, I don't know if that was his very first work, but it's the very first work I saw. But, um, yeah, the, the effects in it are... Are disgusting. And particularly one of my favourite bits, just coming from a technical angle, is uh, we, do, do you know what we should probably do before we speak about this? We should probably tell you what these shorts are about um, briefly because I, I don't want to ruin a lot for anybody. But dysmorphia is about dysmorphia. <laughs> if you don't know what dysmorphia is, Google it. Um, gentleman takes himself off to become his version of what he's always wanted to be. I'm not going to go any further into it, but there are some horrible, horrible scenes in it. But Ink, in particular, Ink is about a gentleman with a, uh, with a ponchon, ponchon? Is that how you pronounce it? Ponchon? For it's tattoos. And with, unfortunately, doesn't have any dollar for them, so has to go to other means of getting them. And there's a, <laughs> there's a scene in Ink where uh, the guy is basically ripping off his stomach and the way the stickiness just comes apart while that's being ripped, it just really impresses me. <laughs> I 
sounds weird, <laughs> but it's really impressive. It's, it's done so well. No, it is. It's, it's done really well. As I say, it's fucking gross. Andy Stewart, you make me sick. <laughs> uh, but, but I love you anyway. He has also done some other body horror shorts that we couldn't find um, on YouTube when we were looking. And um, one of them is called Split which if you can seek it out is absolutely incredible. I think that's possibly my favourite of the shorts that I've seen from Andy. That's a, that's a real stomach churner, that one. It's got some um, kind of similarities to the transformation of uh, the what's-his-face technique fly. Mm, and, yeah. Uh, so that kind of, uh, like, that gross, full-on body, disgusting yes. The quality that Andy gets from his shorts on what I'm sure is a limited budget is why the stuff's really exceptional. Mm. You see, you look at that and you go, Cronenberg, Carpenter, I imagine they have a much bigger budget to work with than Andy does, yet you wouldn't notice the difference on some of the work he's got. No, no, not at all. So well executed. I guess that's the, the skill of the the people involved with the makeup mm. and the spec. Um, so, like, shout out to them, whoever he had doing them. We should probably Google that to see. <laughs> <laughs> we can credit later, it's fine, we can credit later. Um, they obviously did an amazing, a, a remarkable job. Andy's story t- married with their kind of um, expertise creates, as we said, disgusting masterpieces. Yes. <laughs> The thing is with all of these, I don't I don't want to give too much away because I think the element of surprise um works favourably here. Exactly. Half the fun is in not knowing the extreme level you're gonna be walking into. Yeah. Right, so I've had a quick look. I do think it is important that we do just pull out the makeup people involved in the makeup around these films. So um I'm just gonna we lost a list of names of the people who were involved in them. So that's across Ink, Split, and Dysmorphia. So we've got um, Ruth Devener, um, Abby Snedden, uh, Liz Weyer, uh, Deirdre, F- Deirdre Flanagan, I think, Grant Mason, Shannon McFadden, Sarah Michael. They were involved in across all three. Uh, and interestingly, didn't know this, but Andy himself was the makeup supervisor and the prosthetic supervisor on Dysmorphia. He's a man of many, many talents. Yes, he is. In case you didn't know from our n- numerous ramblings on the podcast, um, Andy is also one half of Strong Language and Violent Scenes podcast, which is brilliant, and you should check it out. And we did also watch another show. Uh, we watched one called Toe, which was a beautifully weird short animated stop motion little gem of a film it was lovely uh that was directed by and animated by chad Furman and neil o'brien um basically about this guy who finds a toe sticking out of the ground um and then has some weird fever dream yes yeah, that night <laughs> some as you say some absolutely gorgeous stop motion animation it's Wallace and, Wallace and Gromit for uh, grown-ups. <laughs> no, not quite. No. <laughs> Ardman should really do a proper horror film. They That'd really be great. Should. But anyway, we're talking about Toe and how delightful it is. 
So seek it out. It's just on YouTube. We found it. And I'm sure we'll be digging around more to try to find more stuff from the guys. Yes, definitely. Will we be posting links to these shows? Yeah, we will post do them. We'll do that. So you can get your little short watching on. Because we like shorts. We encourage you to seek out shorts as well. We like short shorts. And we cannot lie. No, that's wrong song. <laughs> Let's get back to what the people re- they came here for. They tuned in, in the millions, every week. Let's get some feedback from the Mercer. How many thousands of people did we have come back to us this week? You're fine, Chris. We were a lot more popular this month than we ever have been. And that might be thanks to a certain film choice made by somebody within our little group. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I will just point out that um, one of the people who, who jumped on the bandwagon this this episode and did a little retweet and a little comment was none other than Wilfred Brimley. Yes, that's what, right? Wilfred Brimley. We all know who Wilfred Brimley is, don't we? We do. Tell everyone who he is. He's the guy in the diabetes advert. <laughs> <laughs> diabetes. I love the guy. Obviously, best best known for that, and occasionally doesn't does little bits of acting elsewhere. But yeah, he he jumped on the Finn the Finn bandwagon. Yeah. So for anyone who isn't aware, Wilfred Brimley plays Blair in the Thing, and he just did a nice little tweet and a retweet to his people saying, "Let's get the Thing to the finish line." And his fans did take it to the finish line because normally we're dealing with numbers of about 12, 13. <laughs> no. We get up to 40 something sometimes. Not this week. This week we got up to like 300 votes. So thanks for that. Thanks for pushing the rest of us out with a chance. No, stop being, hor- stop being horrible, Will. He made or was part of an absolute masterpiece. And it just shows you how strong the fan base is for the thing. Still, thirty-eight years after it was made, that they come along and they vote for our little Twitter poll. And it wasn't even just on there; people weighed in on Facebook as well, voting for that film over and over again. Which is what I was just going to say. To be fair, when I went through feedback this uh, this week, um, it pretty much goes along these lines. So we've got Tim Hamaweka from Facebook saying, I like the thing the best. It's pretty creepy. Now you have a monster in your group, but not knowing who it is. In our case, we do. It's Chris. Um, <laughs> we also had uh, Richard. I'm not sure how to pronounce this, whether it's double L or I L or double I. Richard Illis from Facebook. Um, yeah, so come back with definitely a tiebreaker for the fly and the thing. Then again, he's not seeing excision, but the human centipede definitely is bringing up the rear. I think that's an insult. <laughs> I think that's a pun. <laughs> we actually had an outright one. This is nice. This 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 was slightly different. This one, the fly, just the fly. Oh, it was well put together. Jeff Goldblum was cast as a great fly. The change from guy to fly felt organic. Not too much CGI. That's what I love. It's authentic to the old feel. Oh, and Gina Davis is hot as hell. Um, yep, then we were literally just getting the thing, the thing, the thing. 
The Thing. No contest. The Thing. Um, and finally, we've got a lovely one. Just decided to throw it in there. Um, from Alex Preston. Where's the suburban film? Most fucked up film ever. Alex, it was body horror, not fucked up. So just, just to clarify that with you. But yeah, um, it pretty much was a whitewash for The Thing. So thank you, everyone, for getting back in touch with us and leaving your very nice comments. Although fail, disagree, because no one voted for excision. Oh, sorry, one, we had one lone vote for excision. So whoever you are out there, thank you very much for voting for excision. You're welcome. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to, I had to vote for it because no other fucker had voted for it. I had to do it. I'm just going to say, I'm shocked that nobody voted for Excision. I'm just putting that out there. Um, I don't know what's wrong with people. Are you disappointed in me, Mercer? For cheating. How is it cheating? I was never going to win. But it was an attempt to help yourself win, which is a cheat. I just wanted to give it some recognition. I just wanted to give it the recognition it deserved. If one vote isn't the recognition it deserves... We're just going for, this is just fascist. We're just going vote reading, vote reading now. It made no difference. I will never do it again. Oh, well, you've learned your lesson. It's fine. So, after the praise we've been heaping on all of our lovely, lovely films, Excision included, it's time for our favourite, your favourite, everybody's favourite. It is. Before we go into it, do we have a style choice this week, lads? Country and Western. Okay, I think I've I think I've got one. Oh, do I? I'm gonna need someone to give me a banjo beat. It could be so spectacular. It could be something poo. Here we are bringing you now the one star review. That was spectacular. Awesome. Round of applause. If this is suddenly cut from the podcast, then you know why. If it just goes into the applause, it's because we cut whatever we just did if it sounded crap. So, just letting you know. It's staying It's staying in there. There's no way that's ever coming out. That's what people tune in for. Right. Bay, why don't you go first with Excision? All right. I shall. So, this is from a user called... Kim D. Gaff. We all know what I'm going to call him. D. Gash. It is Kim D. Gash. Yes. Kim D. Gash writes, This movie is drawn out and ends with the character trying to perform surgery without the proper equipment. Hmm. Cut my sister open with a kitchen knife. Sure, why not? May as well have had the entire thing littered with her sexual fantasies about dead bodies that are somehow animated too. Socially awkward girl turns into a killer because she wants to help her sister. All right, then. Explain how she didn't get any diseases from licking that roadkill bird blood too while you're at it. Honestly, if I could give it less than one star, I would. I felt like I just wasted an hour and a half of my life watching Bob get whined at for trying to be supportive. Fair point there, to be fair. The only good parts of the movie were when the sex ed teacher had to read out awkward questions. Don't waste your time. There's more gore in My Little Pony. Now, I'm not a My Little Pony fan, but I'm sure that's a lie. I'm calling that out right now. I mean, it, it sounds like a lie. If there are any My Little Pony fans out there, if you want to tell us how much blood 
is in the series, feel free. Prove me wrong. To be fair, the one, the one good thing they, or a couple of good things they said about it, the one really good thing, our favourite Matthew Gray Uber gets love, much love, from even people who hate the film still love Matthew Gray Uber. So yeah, that was my one star review from Kim D Gash. Cheers, Gash face. Much less bile spat on them than you normally, normally do. Well, I mean, they, they've highlight they've highlighted a good point in it. You know, Bob, bless him, he's just trying his best. And he does get wined at, so I can't fault him for speaking that truth. And obviously, the love for Matthew Gray Goobler. So, it's uh, it's not the worst one star review I've ever read. I mean, yeah, it will come here at least. Yeah. Mercer, would you like to go on to yours? Uh, yeah, I can do. So, just to remind everyone, I chose the Human Centipede. My review came from Sushant-90119. It's obviously lost from Beverly Hills. Mm. I want to get it. Do you get what I did? <laughs> Brand material. Uh, <laughs> the review itself was titled, Start of the shitty franchise. Okay. Yep. Um, and this came from 2017, this review. I would have rated this movie below zero if I could. This piece of shit shouldn't have been, shouldn't have even been a movie. Plot is disturbing and stupid. The acting of the two girls was terrible, beyond anything. Peter Lesser acted surprisingly well as a twisted surgeon. But it still doesn't change the fact that this movie was dog shit. Just makes me angry that this movie has two sequels. Tom Six should be the one sewn to someone else's ass. <laughs> this movie is a big money. Time, I can disturb your mind in a gory manner. If anyone likes this movie, he is twisted as fuck. Hello? I am twisted as fuck. Call me twisted. Twist, yeah. Stick me on a stick. Wizzle, I don't know what that means, but um, Sushan from the land of 90119. Um, it's pretty harsh to call people twisted as fuck yeah. just because they're like a Oh, it's not like a grid out there, so we ask to mouth, is it? I'm just a normal person who just, you know, just kind of enjoyed watching ask a to film. Mouth. I don't enjoy Astaroth as a rule. Um, not my bag. But, <laughs> but you know. But I just feel like I'm not watching like stuff move. I'm not twisted as fuck. I just had a little bit more of a, a, a boundary than you have, that's all. Don't punish me. Shushan. That's my one star review, by the way. Although, again, interesting. We both, so far, we've both picked up Wish We Could Go Below yeah. Zero. But we've got a positive or something worthwhile. So, Alassie, yes, did act fabulously in the film. Shall I go into mine then, I guess? Okay, so I picked the thing, if anyone doesn't know by now. It's, it's one that millions and millions of people voted for. Lasai on, on Twitter, everyone really got behind it because it's awesome. Do you remember that? Do you remember when everyone voted for it because it's great? Just because everyone thought it was awesome doesn't make you awesome. 
different film. I thought we I mean, it. Sorry, I thought we completely segued into a different film then. No, and uh, Chris, they, like we could just remind you that last week um, nobody voted for Life After Death. So one person, yeah. one person voted on Twitter that wasn't me. It was probably fair. Now we've learned if you get one vote, it's probably fair. Feeling sorry for you. I feel sorry for so, no votes. When there's no votes, I feel sorry for them. <laughs> Although I didn't give astronauts wife one. <laughs> we'll leave that hanging there. That's fine. Right. So, Zanidra Greenleaf, if that is your real name. They've told this, How I Almost Died Because of a Boring Film. I'm looking forward to this because I hope, I don't hope that someone nearly dies, but if they haven't and they don't go into detail, mm-hmm. then I don't know what the point of heading that is. So, they say... I made a huge mistake when renting the thing. Yes, it is a classic, but it just didn't fit my taste. Yeah, well, there's your first mistake. First of all, I thought it would, be, I thought it would tell about a spirit, a ghost or something like that. <laughs> but no, it was about a space creature. And God, I hate space creature movies. Except DT. I can understand. I can understand. Especially this one. It was boring. Though the idea was good and special effects too, but still, I didn't like it. Maybe it was the actors, maybe the directing. The dialogues were dull and stupid and the characters too. Only good thing about this film were the lovely husky dogs, which of course died during the movie. So in one sentence, the thing is a movie that no one who doesn't want to die because of boredness shouldn't rent. God, I hate space creatures. <laughs> She's got a, she got a weird... She's got weird bigotry towards space creatures. <laughs> fucking make sure they never land. You know, if they're ever going to be contact now, we're screwed because of this woman. She's going to fuck it all up. I just, I don't understand how she got so, so, like... Wrong. ...being what the plot was going to be about. I really don't understand how that happened. I don't know. <laughs> like, what would you put that to, to think, ooh, ghost story? I have no idea. Yeah, I I can maybe because the the covers kind of the outline with the shining shining face. I could kind of accept that you may have got confused there, but surely when you read the box or the description, that's you know that was going to be my next point. I would also like to say um, that obviously I was pulled up on rating my own choice which technically could be considered as deceitfulness i hate to tell you mercer that chris has played us <laughs> i've i've missed i've misread how many stars this person has given this film it's a two-star review we might as well just throw this thing out of the window right now because if we are giving two-star reviews then this format is means nothing nothing so, so let me just get this right. So, I've just discovered today that one of you votes for your own films and other one reads positive reviews to make everyone else look bad. So ultimately, I'm the only person who's taking this seriously. No. Mine, mine was a genuine, genuine mistake as I was looking through for a review that doesn't take half an hour to read. And mine was a genuine one for my film to have one star. Sorry, not one star. One vote. I let the astronaut's wife get through with zero 
votes because that is what is fair. That's what it deserves. That's how we determine the fairness of this competition. So actually, I'm, I'm going to call it that. This week is null and void. There is no winner. There is no winner because they cheated. <laughs> don't make me come round though. I don't care how ill you are. It's over. We're ending the episode now and we're going to have to redo them votes. <laughs> Right, as and ask for help. As tainted as a victory for whoever this may be this week. <laughs> I suppose we should probably find out who's won this episode. I guess we should. Oh no, we shouldn't at all. We've got another review to do. Oh, we've got the fly review to do. I'll do the fly review then. Yes. This came from Martin Hasser. You can pick any stars, Mercer. One, ten. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Unlike you, Chris, I'm thorough in my reviews. And when I can't find a one-star review, I go to other sources to get one. I don't just go, yeah, a two-star will do. Yeah, a ten-star will do. I just, you know. Anyway, um, one-star review for the fly from Martin Haffer. Nice title. Nauseating and unnecessary. This is a serious review. The original movie, The Fly, was a lovely little horror film. Was it great? No. But was it effective and fun to watch? He didn't answer it. <laughs> Did it well, he didn't. He just asked the question and moves on. Did it need to be remade? Possibly. But only if the integrity of the original story remained and it was given better special effects. Not like this. Oh. <laughs> Gone is the silly fun of the original. In its place is a visceral, disturbing, nausea in actually, mess with a rather mean spirit. It's simply unfun and unappealing. You don't believe me? Well, look at the sicko makeup job on Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Accident victims, easy look at for extended periods and the ultimate gross out of having him vomit up white slime on people in order to digest them what were they thinking if they want to gross us out so much why not go on a tour of the morgue and film that it would be as gross and as pointless i'm not sure but yeah this this person likes the original fun loving the fly i've not actually seen the original but Um. I can tell you what he's thinking of with all the vomiting. He's he's imitating a fly because it's called the fly. I would just say that the original fly is absolutely brilliant. I've not seen the original it fly. It is great. Is it better than the fake? No, no, it's not better than the fake. It's not it's not better than the Cronenberg remake of the fly, but it is really good. So I guess that concludes our <laughs> So we looked on IBD and now that we're through, that concludes our one-star review. Again, if anyone has any particular styles they want us to do one-star reviews in, come at us, let us know. So, shall we find out who's won this episode for people sitting out on tenor hooks waiting desperately to know? And the winner is... 
Mercer, Faye, I spit on your grade. You can applaud Mercer. There we go. That is the most quiet applause I've ever seen. I'm using a lot of ill energy right now. I just needed a pick-me-up and instead I got shot me down. <laughs> the thing. The thing. The thing. The thing. It's been ages since I won an episode. He's very excited. Yeah, well done, Chris. Well done. And all, all, all I ask now, Chris, is that you tell us what your real favourite body horror film is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I joke. Is she a centipede too? <laughs> <laughs> it is not. I do not. I'm, I'm more of a, I'm, I'm more of a convert now with the first human centipede, because as I said in the full episode. I couldn't stand Human Centipede the first time I watched it. So, in some ways, you've got a slight victory, and it's won me back over slightly. So, Mercer, what were the scores on the doors? Okay, so I'm going to give the scores, and and I'm going to emphasise just how... um, So, obviously, when people see what's being voted for, they kind of get an idea of what might win. But our scores have such a massive impact Mm. on where we end up. In the end, but obviously we had in first place the thing uh, that came in with a, a grade B, and that was very, which would be what you would just assume based on what the public vote was looked like. Yeah. Then you had the fly, which came in with a B. Okay. <laughs> in third place. I can't pass up the fact that we just said the fly came in with a B. I mean, let's face it. They are breaking down into species boundaries. It sounds like the start of a knock-knock joke to me. Or a weird pawn. Um, <laughs> Anywho, sorry. It came in with a B, not that far behind um, the thing. Um, and then it, in third place with a, a grade C was excision. Woo! Mm. Check me out. And, and that's what I mean about Asco. So obviously excision didn't actually get a real-life vote from anyone. No, it didn't. But it still managed to do better than my film. Which is surprising, but I think that's because you... I think that's because you put Excision in such high regard. It was your Um, vote that swung it. Yeah, probably. Um, So, yeah, Excision with a C, and then back in losing spot i go from such a high sometimes to such a low i mean i know i didn't win last time it were you fair um but to go from like top to bottom at any stage is brutal and uh <laughs> just to be clear i'm talking about the ranking not my bedroom status. Or your preferred position in a centipede. I'm a V. Um, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, back in fourth place was good old me with the human centipede and I'm quite shocked by that. Yeah, me too. No, I'm not. I'm not shocked by that. Let's be honest. The thing and the fly, as soon as, as soon as like the Chris said the thing and the audience said the fly, you kind of knew best Best case scenario, third and fourth, mm. didn't we? Yeah. Um, despite what 
I'm not judging people, but I think sometimes people vote on what they think other people think they should vote for. Because Excision should have got, I'm not defending my own film, but Excision should have got more votes. I think, I think, I do think there's some kind of like that worry sometimes within any kind of community that if you go outside of what's considered the norm, that people might look at you a bit differently. Um, and if you put the thing in, against any films and say, which is the best? Yeah. We, you, you kind of expect that most people are going to say that. Well, yeah, but people might genuinely love it as well. You can never tell. I mean, it's good, but it's not as good as everyone says it is. Sorry, I, I, I don't mean to do it down, Chris. No. I just mean, like, like, I think it is a good film. Um, but I do think it's got um, a hype that surrounds it that's bigger than the film. Absolutely. <laughs> what a, a downy way to oh, ruin my win. <laughs> it's like, yeah, in future, we'll, we'll announce the winner and then spend 15 minutes slagging it up. I understand the point Mercer is making in regard to it because there are a lot of films that sadly fall under this category of they are so overhyped that you do instantly think that you should like them. However, I am also going to come to Chris's defence and say that I do think that The Thing was a worthy winner. And just to be clear, Chris, I took everything I just said there from a two-star review. So... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, well done to Chris for winning. It is a winner. It is really bitter. I am just bitter. Um, I do think The Thing is a very good film. Um, I can't take that away from it. No. And I can't take this, and I can't take this win away from you, Chris, or say how important this win is and try and bring anything even more important into play. But let's talk about next week's episode where we're going to probably focus on something that is quite important, which is Pride. Yes. Yes, we're not... I'm... I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my powder dry for choosing my subgenre for the next episode, and I'm sure people are wondering why we haven't discussed Soho Horror Festival Pride Edition in this episode. And you're quite right; it's because we're saving it for next week in our Pride special. Mm. So we're going to be looking at our favourite um, LGBTQ horror, as well as discussing the films that we saw at Soho. Uh, Pride Fest this weekend, which was outstanding, but we will we will come to that next week. I feel it deserves it deserves its place in its own episode. And I guess so. While we'll not be asking people to vote for their favourite LGBTQ film, what we will be asking is if you've got any recommendations, mm. just pop them on there. Or if you've got you know like you know if you've got trailers or links to shorts or anything like that, pop them on, share them with on our Twitter page and our Facebook page and then we can share them out as well. Uh, it'll give us more content to look at. And we also have a bevy of shorts that we can share with you that we not only caught this weekend but shorts that we've seen before at other festivals. Um, there are some great ones out there and we can't wait to let you guys know about them if you don't already. So that is our results show. Thank you everyone for listening join us thank you Faye for being here and voting on your own films and thank you Mercer for dragging yourself out of bed to join us 
We hope you get better soon. Yeah, get well soon, mate. Thank you, thank you. And so, as I say, keep an eye on our Twitter page. We'll have lots going on, lots of links and shorts and come at us. And we shall speak to you next week. Bye, then. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. To keep up to date with everything we're doing, or if you want to contact us at all, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook and Letterboxd by searching for I Spit on Your Grids, Twitter by searching for the handle at SpitGrids, or you can email us on electricpossums at gmail.com.